Welcome to the Under the Sea Bass Podcast, Episode 3. In this episode, we go to Bolivia. Bolivia is a landlocked country located in central South America, bordering Chile and Peru, plus Argentina, Paraguay, and Brazil. A country of just over 1 million people with over 30 official languages, home to the largest salt flat in the world, the Salar de Ujuni, as well as home to the once infamous Death Road. Bolivia has been a relatively peaceful country in South America as of late, but just like in Peru, Bolivians in the past few weeks are rising up and protesting now, not so much for economic reasons, but rather to protect their democracy. And in Bolivia, clashes are breaking out in the capital, La Paz, after the country's election committee said President Alvo Morales has secured enough votes to win the election. The announcement has sparked allegations of fraud from the opposition. Protesters have burned ballot boxes and set fire to voting stations. The Electoral Observer Mission to Bolivia's elections also called the announcement inexplicable and a blow to voters' trust in the electoral process. So here's the story. On October 20th, a major general election was held in the country. The big race was for President of Bolivia. The top two candidates in the race, among seven other candidates, were incumbent or current President Evo Morales and former President Carlos Mesa, who enjoyed being President so much he just had to do it again. Now, in Bolivia, in order for a candidate to win the presidency, they must get at least 50% of the vote outright, or win by a margin of 10% or higher over the second place candidate. Anything less than 10% would evoke a second round runoff election, with the top two candidates this time going head to head. So now, it's October 20th, election night, and something quite peculiar happened. After all day voting, polls closed at 6pm nationwide. To keep up with the election results, the Supreme Electoral Tribunal in Bolivia, who oversees the federal elections, would provide routine live updates via a website. By the time almost 84% of votes in the complete count were verified, the website showed Morales at 45.3% and Mesa at 38.2%, a difference of just 7.1%. If these results held, then there would be a second round runoff. However, around 7.40pm that night, the website stopped updating the results and did not provide any update overnight. Around 9.25pm, even though there was no official update on the election results, President Morales declared himself the winner. As you can imagine, skepticism and doubt began to brew. What happened during this unexplained gap in reporting the results? Why did the Electoral Tribunal, the official electoral branch of the government, stop updating results after 7.40pm with no explanation as to what happened? Just imagine if that were to happen here in the United States. I'm sure Twitter would have a field day. And just like a terrible penalty call by a soccer referee, it didn't take long for this firestorm to ignite the streets of Bolivia. Storming into ballot storage sites and setting votes on fire. Thousands of protesters in Bolivia have lost faith in the country's electoral process, accusing President Evo Morales and his allies of fraud. In La Paz, the incumbent supporters and critics faced off in the streets. Sunday's partial results indicated that Morales may have to face rival Carlos Mesa in a runoff. But when Bolivia's Electoral Commission resumed the transmission of results on Monday, the scores had evolved, raising suspicions. Over a thousand people hit the streets of La Paz, one of Bolivia's capitals because, yes, they have two, demanding a recount of the vote. 
At first, the protests were non-violent, with citizens setting up campfires and vigils around counting centers, demanding they recount. But once news broke that the Departmental Electoral Court in the city of Potosi denounced irregularities in accounting and computing of voting polls, the supporters of Carlos Mesa became a bit violent. They began to set fires to electoral buildings and ballot boxes in the towns of Sucre, the main capital of Bolivia, and Tarija. They clashed with police, with police responding with tear gas. Some even attacked mayors and governors within Bolivia, with one destroying the statue of former Venezuelan president Hugo Chavez and sending his broken stone head to the front doorstep of Mayor Riberalta Omar Rodriguez. Most of the protesters are college students, people who have grown up into adulthood knowing only one president in their lifetime, Evo Morales. They say they are ready for change, like this one protester claimed. It is sad and outrageous for many young people that are here, because we are a generation that, until today, has only seen one president, that president being Evo Morales Aima. He has been president for many years. We have the right to speak. We have the right to set up roadblocks. We have the right to raise awareness when we believe what is happening in our country isn't just. Days later, with still no explanation for the website crash and no official result yet, clashes between supporters of Evo Morales and those demanding a second round runoff ensued, with people mostly throwing stones at each other. Supporters of Morales say this. We want the votes in the provinces to be respected so that we don't have to go to the second round. That's why we are all here. Then, finally, an official result. October 24th, four days after election night, 7 p.m. local time, the plurinational electoral body published a vote count in Bolivia at 99.99% counted, with Evo Morales leading the election by 10.56 points over Carlos Mesa, declaring him the official winner. Yet, that still didn't stop Carlos Mesa and his supporters demanding an investigation into the election and an audit of the results. With that, other Latin American nations like Colombia and Brazil, plus the United States and the European Union, stated that a second round runoff election should take place anyway, in order to withhold the integrity of democratic elections. But to truly understand why some people are so angry about this election in particular, that they resorted to burning down buildings and destroying a Hugo Chavez statue, we have to travel back to the year 2006. Evo Morales becomes president of Bolivia. In Bolivia, the country's first ever indigenous president, Evo Morales, was sworn in Sunday. He focused his nearly two-hour inaugural address on bringing justice to Bolivia's indigenous majority. Morales spoke of the years of discrimination against Indians and compared Bolivia to apartheid-era South Africa. The 46-year-old Morales won the presidency in December with more popular support than any Bolivian president in decades. Evo Morales, a former cocalero, or farmer of coca leaves, yes, the same leaves used to make tea and cocaine, among other things, won the presidency in 2006 with over 50% of the vote. He's regarded as Bolivia's first indigenous president, finally representing a demographic that is about a third of the population in Bolivia. Morales and his leftist policies were highly popular. He decided to take state control of most of the major industries like hydrocarbon, electricity, and railroads, and raise taxes on corporations by a lot. At the start of his presidency, Bolivia was the poorest nation in South America. But soon after, Bolivia experienced unprecedented economic strength, resulting in the increase in value of its currency, the Boliviano, and tripling in size. Morales used this extra cash in government to rebuild the nation's infrastructure and brought paved roads, running water, and electricity to rural areas that lacked them. 
He restructured Bolivia's economy with more emphasis on wealth redistribution, less dependence on the World Bank and the International Monetary Fund, and improving and providing education and health care for all. After his first term, poverty in Bolivia was reduced from 59% of the population to 39%. Needless to say, most people in Bolivia, especially lower-income people and the indigenous population, really enjoyed having Evo Morales as president, as these people would claim. President Evo Morales knows our suffering. He was born here. He does what no one has ever done. We never dreamed of having such infrastructure. And it's not only in education, there's also more for health, roads, sports. Can you see how much Bolivia has changed? For those of us who before didn't even have the right to venture onto Murillo Square, things have changed. There's a place for us now, for women and for rural people. If it were possible, I'd like him to be president for another 50 years. There's no one else like him. Then, in 2009, Bolivia changed their constitution, the first time since 1967. And one of those changes in this constitution was for the president to be re-elected just once, a two-term president like how we do here in the United States. This also, however, allowed Evo Morales to basically start over because all terms before 2009 somehow did not count. Then later that year in October, Morales won his first, but really second term as president, in a landslide victory. In 2014, President Morales was up for re-election and also won that handedly, the start of his official second and final term. But just like when the party's getting good, the last thing you want to do is leave and go home. And in 2016, President Morales, now officially Bolivia's longest-serving president of all time, tried to overstay his welcome at the party. That year in February, a referendum took place in Bolivia asking the people whether the government should abolish term limits for the president, which would have legally allowed Morales to run for another five-year term. Here's why one voter chose no. I voted no, because it's never a good thing when the authorities remain in political office for an unlimited time, especially with the job as difficult as managing the state. And on the flip side, here's why one voter chose yes. I voted yes. For so many years as a country, we never moved forward. Now we are really advancing, and that's thanks to Evo. In the end, the people narrowly decided no. However, that still did not stop the Morales administration in finding ways around the vote, and despite the referendum results, the Supreme Tribunal of Justice in December 2017 ruled that all public offices would have no term limits, arguing it was a violation of independent human rights, thus allowing Morales to run for a fourth term and completely ignoring the vote of the people. Which brings us to today, 2019. A presidential election in which Evo Morales technically wasn't even supposed to be in the running for, riddled with serious suspicions of election fraud. Has the highly popular president that turned Bolivia around now running the risk of becoming a power-hungry authoritarian? Anti-Morales protesters can be heard in the streets saying Evo was a dictator and calling him a fraud. The problem in Bolivia right now is that the people feel as if they are being completely ignored. They admired and respected Morales during his first few terms. He was regarded as one of the best presidents in the world, winning elections in landslides. But now, like a hungover couch surfer at 3 in the afternoon, it appears he has overstayed his welcome, and even his own indigenous population is getting tired of it. What really doesn't help his cause is when a report broke out in 2018 that President Morales approved the construction of a new lavish $34 million presidential building in central La Paz with a helipad, as well as a $7 million museum that pays tribute to his own legacy. 
Currently, the election is under investigation by the Organization of American States. Evo Morales is open to an audit and has said he will consider a runoff election if there are any findings of fraud. But other than that, he still claims himself as the winner and still the president of Bolivia. It will take a few weeks to find out the outcome of this investigation and whether a new election will take place or whether Evo Morales will be in control for yet another five years. The second round runoff election was slated to take place on December 15th. As for the mostly student protesters, they will likely remain in the streets, calling for his resignation since their initial referendum for forbidding an extra term limit was completely ignored. In my humble opinion, term limits is one of the major pillars of a stable democracy. Anybody, no matter how great they are, can run the risk of experiencing a power trip, and that is usually what transitions nations from democratic to authoritarian. To quote former US President Abraham Lincoln, nearly all men can stand adversity, but if you want to test a man's character, give him power. And right now, Evo Morales' character is being tested. All they and we can hope for is that the progress Bolivia has made in the past 15 years doesn't go for nothing, as it experiences more potential violence with this political quagmire. This has been Under the Sea Bass, Episode 3 in Bolivia. Thank you for listening. Thank you all again for listening to Under the Sea Bass, this one in Bolivia. And of course, a special thank you and shout out to all of my sources that I used in this episode. Uh, Ernesto Londoño of the New York Times for his amazing reporting on this uh, protest in Bolivia. Most of his stories were a source of mine. As well as to Al Jazeera's Rob Matheson, France 24 News, CGTV America, The Associated Press, and of course, to the various sources from official Wikipedia pages. As for the next episode, I might move out of South America and go nearby to the Caribbean, to the country of Haiti, that is also experiencing some serious political unrest at the moment. Until then, remember to expand your mind, join the movement, and learn all about social revolutions here on Under the Sea Bass. Goodbye.